just shaking in their boots. They shout, y'all shaking in your boots. I never, listen, I never brought up fucking Paul Roberts. We're going to introduce you to Paul Roberts. Now, guess what? Guess what? Now, check this out. Check this out. Are you ready? Whoa, that's a good one. No, no, no. We know. Listen, check this out. Who he is. Don't worry about that. Right, we, listen, we never, I never, listen, you never heard that from my mouth. Now check this out. Check this out. Wait, wait. No, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Now you see? Wait a minute. Now you notice this, right? Notice they got shook in their motherfucking boots when we said we could bring a curator. That's number one. Number two, notice not only that from a curator, they also got shook on the perspective to bring you how they understand who we are. As I was trying to say this, they don't give two fucking flying shits if you say, I am an Egyptian from the ancient land of Tamare, and we speak. Yeah, how about that? Because I'm coming for you. Now, now, wait a minute. Hold on, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. They don't care what you call your Africa, this, that, and the other. There's only one thing, and you brothers know this if you try it. There's one thing they don't want coming out your fucking mouth. That you are Hebrew Israelite. That you the Jew that the Bible speak about. This is fact. Your own teacher said it. Now you're going to get smashed on that. So I just hope you, I just hope you, I just pray. See, that's all you Wait a minute. I'm just trying to treat you like my brother. So I'm just hoping that you, you know, you know moonwalk back on this, Michael. You know what? <laughs> that's your name, too. Let's go. I got you. Which, more precisely, I suppose, could be described as the effort to influence the course of events in, in other countries uh, covertly. If we're not prepared to meet all of these various challenges at their own level, I think the consequence is that we, we may gradually find ourselves forced to meet them at a level of escalation that we would not choose. Senator, now that we have apparently acquiesced in immoral acts on the part of the CIA, does this imperil our liberties or affect us in any constitutional way? I wouldn't go so far as to, as to say it constitutes at the present time a, a great threat to our liberties or to constitutional government, but I, I do think that uh, uh, it intrudes somewhat upon the traditional areas of, uh, uh, and channels of representative government and of constitutional uh, government. As you know, you get charges and claims and counterclaims and countercharges that the CIA uh, makes its own policy. Uh, I think that perhaps in some cases it, it has, but whether it makes the policy and then brings it back and has it approved and then goes on to carry it out, I, I don't know. Uh, I know that criticism, uh, but I can assure you that as the machine works, uh, no important decisions are made on CIA evidence alone. What material are they using? Now you start backpedaling, he don't want to tell me what type of material. I told you I got the book.
I told you I got the book right over here. With the material you was talking about. Do you even know? Big, what, listen, B, which material? We talking about the stories? We talking about where am I getting the information? You're the one that's talking? doing the talking. I don't, you saying that, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You saying that there was the materials they accredited for using to build these structures they didn't even have at that time. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say, I didn't say they didn't have. I said the Egyptians did not use the material that they used to build their monumental structures out of the same material that was used to make that Rosetta Stone. That's what I said. Okay. And then I went on to ask, what is the material you're talking about? And then you start no, and I told you, And I told you I will answer that if we do a debate. I will okay, not. No problem. No problem. Let me let me let me share this thing. Let me share this thing. Uh, this is very important, people. You just need to understand why I do what I do. Uh, but that what I read prior should have did something for you. But here we go on page ten, just so you know. The Harbor Kufa on the Red Sea coast at Wadi El Jaf, Egypt. People can look it up themselves. N E A seventy seven over one. Please, <laughs> you can even download it. It's right over here. The, the most surprising is that this document in the section that has been best preserved does not report anything about the activity of this group on the site of Wadi El Jaf, where Merer obviously intervened at some point. And I also know that when he called in, when I got off the line the other day, he told some bold-faced lies. Mm, you heard that call. You damn right I heard the call, and the brother was <laughs> lying out both sides of his neck. Mm. All right, peace and black power, family. Black power, I said. Oh, man, hold on, hold on. You hanging up on me or what? You heard black power and hung the phone up, man. <laughs> Lord Albert is funny. Peace and black power, Lord Abba. What's happening, man? <laughs> Peace, what's going on, son? All right. All right. Hey, I just want to say this first and foremost. I don't know if y'all were fans of the series The Wire. Right. There was a brother in The Wire that posed as a righteous Muslim and a hitman. And I think that. Eric Muhammad should pose as a righteous Muslim and a comedian. <laughs> this brother had me cracking up all night. You funny, brother. Oh, I man. That's a shot. That's a shot, that. Yeah. That, is that a um, shot? The, I mean, it is, it is what it is. The brother really had me laughing. Even when he called me Lord, whatever he called me, I was cracking up. Hey, let me, let me, uh, I consider you to be one of the top uh, mores to me when you're dealing with this history, and that's real. I've always said that. See, this uh, Watergate uh, scandal as being an indication of the real threat of fascism. And I think, yeah, I think that's that's what, it, what it is, is an indication of the lawlessness of law officials and the abuses of state power at the highest level. You have to take it beyond the particular example, as Mr. Davis said, of Watergate, to understand what's going on at all levels in our society as far as abuses of power by the government is concerned. 
particular in political areas, if they're doing this against the established opposition, what are they doing against black people? What are they doing against political activists? What is happening with the statutes that are being passed and the, the people who are being appointed to the courts, the decisions the courts are rendering? What's happening at the street level in terms of the administration of justice? Then you get the full impact of just how lawless these people are who are supposedly in charge of administering the law. When you look at the statutes of Congress that have been passing, preventive detention, you see the no-knock, you see the stop and frisk, you see the Interstate Riot Act. You look at the, the Supreme Court of the United States consistently cutting back upon what we regard as traditional rights in this country, doing away with the non-unanimous jury. When you look at the street level, the, the level of violence, officially sanctioned violence that's going on in this country, political implications of that. Look at what happened at, at Kent State, and Orangeburg, Jackson State, Southern University, at Attica where 43 people were killed. And you look at the way in which the grand jury is being used, and you look at the way in which agent provocateurs are being used, and if you just trace it all the way through, uh, what we see in look Watergate is just the right top now. of the iceberg. Look Banishment, excuse me, just because a Puerto Rican or Taino woman got raped, that don't take away from the Taino men from having children. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Hold on. So now, hold on. So now. No, it's not a simple yes or no because you haven't given me a simple yes or no yet. So now, I'm going to do what you're doing and I'm going to answer your question with a question. Why not? No, no. Okay, all right, that's fine. You, I, I know, you got the amplifier. Listen, listen, listen. No, 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 the amplifier do. How do you determine who came as a result of the rape and who came from the pure line of Tainos? Now, let me ask you this on the B, a B question to that A question. When you have a white man that has a, a child with a black woman, right? That child, according to your science, is a white child, correct? Now, now, he just said, he just said, according to him, that's a white child. Now, hold on, hold on, listen, listen. Say that again. Listen. So we can see how crazy these folks Right. So when a white man has a child with a black woman, according to these brothers right here, ISUPK. No, no, it, no, no. According, that's incorrect. Because the Most High gave us brains to think and gave us ability to use science. So you will hopefully, hopefully organize some people. No problem with that. No problem at all. I know, for some reason, we have the masses whenever we do what we do. And I'm sure there's a gimmick to that or something we're doing that's slick while we got more people coming to what we do. Fine. But understand this, and this is what the public needs to understand. There's a reason why they want us to be more religious than scientific. And they'll say we're not a religion. They're spirituality. Well, spirituality based on their concept, which is what I identify as religion, 
There's a reason why they want us to be teaching things like the knowledge of this world is foolish or whatever. They want that. You know why? Because we'll never be able to arm ourselves if we're not creating the technology to protect us. You see, the number one thing we say is, are you going to shoot and kill that white man back? He got more guns. You're just going to buy the gun from the white man, right? Right? The main reason that conversation is said, because none of us know how to make the gun, or the other types of technology that makes nations push back or fall back. If we're not going to have these conversations, we might as well hang ourselves because we're not going to create technology out of reading chapter for chapter or verse for verse out of that Bible. So please take that into consideration, family. We have this evolution conference so we can inspire the young minds and the minds still equipped, able, or or full, filled with potential and aware of their own potential. We have these conferences to inspire. She's just suffered discrimination from other white people for being a nigger lover, basically. Well, but but she actually presented herself right as black, so she would have some of the discrimination that other black people would have because people assume that she's black based on her hair. Right. So that's what I'm saying. And even if they thought she was black, well, then now you're suffering discrimination as a black person. But guess what? A transgender is never going to know, you know, what it feels like to get your period and go through PMS or fucking menopause, or fucking, you know, what it is to give birth to a child, which are all a lot of the things that constitute being a woman. Even when they get the fucking estrogen and all of that, and, you know, it might fuck with their emotions, they're still not going to be able to look at the world in the perspective of how a true woman is going to look at the world. So cosmetically, you're just giving yourself some titties, you're cutting off your dick, you still not, nobody's sewing in no ovaries for you. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to truly know what it is to be a woman. You're cosmetically doing it just like she cosmetically trying to make herself look like she was black and you're she's a liar and you're a liar. Okay, okay, no. hold on i'm finna i'm finna prove my point from your stance in regards to what you argue shaka Almo. hold on you had a stance against shaka almost's argument let me prove my point all the scientific information that you brought from your stance against shaka almost's stance is still incorrect you know why because I don't give a fuck if you're talking about sun rays, solar prominences. I don't give a fuck if you say the Incredible Hawk helped build, helped, helped build the pyramids. You know why that's incorrect? Because they still older than the time frame that you teach today was built. So that being said, you said a whole lot of shit to say nothing. You didn't went to the, you didn't did what they say I did. You didn't hold on nothing. You didn't went to the stars. You didn't went to the galaxy. You done went to ultraviolet rays. You done went to the electromagnetic spectrum. 
You done went to how we bioenergetically digest cosmic frequency. And you done went to all the scientific abilities of African people who still did not build the structures that you teaching were built by this specific class of people. So that Brother, being said, you know that the question. You asked about Shaka Atmos debate. I'm not done. I'm not done. You asked about Shaka Atmos. Let me prove my point. I'm not done. I'm not listen. If you say Everybody in that chat room, if you heard him ask about Shaka Amos. Come on, Polite. I didn't do you like that, bro. You heard him ask about Shaka Amos. I'm not done. I didn't do you like that. Hold on. Let me prove my point. The point I'm making is this. You told Shaka Amos that extraterrestrials in the great from one culture to the next. How come you don't apply the same logic to the metal nature? What is going on? That you just have to feel like this language is unassociated for all languages on planet Earth. Right, let me now let me answer that. I have actually applied that 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 methodology, and I actually have presented that already in a PowerPoint when I already smashed the meta nature. So that being said, I'll show you. So we talk about etymology, okay? I'll show you where I have already applied this methodology on the 25th. So now you know one thing I'm coming with. You can know it all you want. You won't be able to stop it. So even when you say it shows a process, right? I'm glad you said that, right? Because why have the Europeans never showed their method, their methodology or their process in regards to in regards to how they translated the meta nature? So since we're talking about, you know, I'm a pause. I'm a stop. I'm a stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. We're gonna set it up. We're gonna set it up. You have March 25th. We're gonna set it up. We're gonna come. What's up with these straw man? Straw man terms called the European didn't do this, the European do that. I don't play those kind of games when I'm dealing with scholarship. I need to know who we talking about that, that was irresponsible that we entrusted to do a job and they didn't accomplish it. That's the way I think. I don't play these things. The European, the European. I don't know what the hell that means to my scholarship. And I don't even know what that has to do with scholarship. When I talk to people... I didn't quite understand uh, the comment about um, the encyclopedia definition of Semitic, but I think I agree completely with Professor Clark that Semitic is not... Uh, a racial term. It is not a. Um, it is not a term even of culture. In principle, it should be a linguistic term. Can I come back briefly? Yes. Um, I think one of the reasons why the title of my book is the Afroasiatic Roots uh, is because Afroasiatic is a super family, which includes both ancient Egyptian and Semitic and many other African languages like the Chadic group and Hausa and all the rest of it. Uh, and it was one of the uh, reasons why I wanted to be able to include both the uh, <coughs> Semitic and the Egyptian linguistic and other influences uh, on, uh, uh, on Greece. Uh, so that, I think, is important. No, yeah, okay, come back.
Thank you. Your question, please. Hotel, uh, Dr. Clark, may I speak? Yes, go ahead, please. Thank you, sir. We at Temple University, the African American Studies Department, are taking serious Dr. Clark's question. We're going to be issuing within the two months a comprehensive document that go back thousands of years that includes scholars from every part of the African back tonight because she made she made such a good showing last night and while and one thing I will say that some women like the next woman I think there's there's some of these women that can actually be talked off the ledge and some are just too far gone but what we're seeing is outside of my personal editorial, my opinion, those are just mine, femininity, I mean, uh, feminism and Christianity are diametrically opposed doctrines. You cannot talk about ERA and equality and then a Christianity. What is it? You want a world where you're equal, then make sure you get ERA. But then you get your butt out there, and we need equal representation. We need 51% of the women to be on the police department, the fire department, the military, construction rigs, trash collectors, all the dirty, funky jobs. We're going to need to see 51% of those with women. And they have to be done to the level that men did No child support. No government assistance. Because it would be unconstitutional. I hope you get the equality you asked for. It from a young age, so... In my mind, you know, even seven, eight years old, I'm thinking I'm st still in charge of my moms and my grandmoms and shit like that. You understand? Even though I'm a young kid. So when I start to get, you know, 13, 14, you can't really tell me nothing like other than be be careful. Okay. So you you go hang out on the projects. Did that continue as you became Lord Jamar and Brand Nubian album came out and everything else like that? Well, well, not necessarily. Like at some point, see, when you focused on your goals, you can't always make the same moves that you've been making. Like, you know what I mean? So there was a point where, you know, I'm out there selling crack and shit like that. <clears throat> and then motherfuckers start getting sealed indictments and shit like that. You know what I mean? What, what do you mean by a sealed indictment? Well, like, they gather enough evidence on you surreptitiously where 
when they come through now, you don't even have to have nothing on you per se. Like they already got you on an indictment and shit. They just come. Th- you've already done. Yeah, you know, you've been selling the undercovers for a long time. For you to do. Uh, Brother Polite, same question. You got to ask it again? What is the most important thing for our people to do in terms of our salvation? Brother Eric is saying, ain't no salvation without no God. Number one, that's the first thing. So Polite, I don't know if you might have an answer for this. We'll find out. It's on you, brother. Well, one thing I'm definitely not getting into is a doc. One thing I'm definitely, one thing I'm definitely. I think Eric think he took the spirit out of you, brother. You got No, I'm saying speak up. (laughs) No, it's all good, Eric. Eric done deflated or something, man. Let's go, polite. It's debilitating, brother, because this man is entirely too old for this type of goofy stuff. This is a crazy (laughs) doctrine. This is a very weird doctrine. Go in, brother. Get in your bag, brother. The question I have for you is, what is the most important thing for our people to do in terms of our salvation? First thing we got to do is leave the religious rhetoric alone because it teaches us don't deal with scholarship. It teaches us Mm. don't deal with research. It teaches us that God will come to a man and give him a divine revelation. And God would know he's illiterate. And God wouldn't empower him with the ability to read. God would just make him recite a whole damn book. I just don't know how you can say these things with a straight face. He has a straight face. Look at his face. He has a straight face. This is insane. <laughs> it's, it's like insane. Number one. Conclusion about that has to be framed in terms of what the object of that body of work is about. Professor Bernal says that his object the political, the cultural purpose, political purpose of Black Athena is to lessen European cultural arrogance. My question is, does it lessen European cultural arrogance to argue that early Greek culture was derived from Egypt and or Phoenicia. If we start out from the premise that we study Egypt or Phoenicia for what they contributed to early Greek culture, my opinion is that we are undervaluing Egypt and Phoenicia. And therefore, the project itself is, in the end, essentially Eurocentric and is its own refutation. I think one can agree with the project of lessening European cultural arrogance completely, and that operated from a framework which we would consider to be 
both racist and anti-Semitic, but an undifferentiated picture of racism and anti-Semitism cannot be sustained on the basis of the evidence. Well, we've heard the conclusions, and we'll get to the amplification of the conclusions as we go on in the evening. But I wanted first to ask each of the discussions tonight how they came to this particular area of study and how scholastically have they undertaken comparative analysis in this particular area of study. How, in effect, are you preparing, or have you prepared yourself? We'll start at this end of the table and go straight down. Yes. I'm not sure I quite understand what you're asking. You're asking how we, or what our scholarly preparation was. Both. Both. Okay. And as much as you exert influence yes. by virtue of your scholarship in this area, I'm asking how do you defend your scholarship in this area? How did you acquire your scholarship in this area? Okay. In a way, uh, I am... I think an example of the kind of training that Professor Bernal has been calling for, because I have the advantage of almost by definition. It's it, in fact you could say that that's a definition: is that the deepest values are religious. This is something I tried to impress upon Sam Harris. Now you know he didn't didn't like the terminology religious, but doesn't. To me, it doesn't really matter because you could replace it with, okay, deep then, you know, like have it your way. We have a word for the deepest of values, and that's religious. And so what happens when you encounter those values? Well, you, you tremble. And you might think, well, not me. It's like, well, huh. All that means is that you're protected to a degree you cannot possibly imagine. And one day, maybe not, maybe you'll be lucky and you'll go through life without being knocked ass over tea kettle, so to speak. But, <laughs> but perhaps not. You run into someone malevolent, for example, and then the scales will fall from your eyes. So... Anyways, the deepest values are religious, and our religious document is the Bible, and the Bible is an absolute mystery. So, athe I don't care if you're atheistic or not. I mean, and this lecture series was for everyone, and lots of, lots of people have watched it. Weirdly enough, it packed the theaters that I was lecturing in, of all the bizarre things. And... You know, it was mostly young men coming to listen to some half-baked psychologist talk about religious matters for an hour and a half. Um, I realized what that word means. You literally put him on a pedestal that you worship him, and then he said, throw, in your hand, throw your hands up. And 
everybody would just throw their hands up. And so I'm trying to get out of this room. That's that's my goal at the time. I'm watching the DVD, but I want to get away from it as far as possible. But I can't. And so I get as close to the door, the exit. I get as close as I can. And he said, everybody get your hands up. And I felt this force come under my hands and try to lift my hands up. And something inside of me snapped. And I went like, no, it's only one God. And I was like, wait, why did I just say that? And when I looked to my left, all of my friends had their hands up. They looked like zombies. It was the most frightening thing you ever want to see. Everybody's face was pale. It was a whole bunch of weed smoke. But in the midst of that weed smoke, I saw other spirits there. I saw that we weren't alone. I saw that, man, they were leading us to hell. And I'm trying not to get choked up now because it was so so real. I cannot explain to you that the spirit realm is more real. None of that stuff. God ain't care about that. We, it, Christianity survived many gov many uh, governmental systems. You, me, we decide to be Christians. So basically, you're saying a bunch of women are uncovered. Who are they submitted to? They're supposed to not father. The father not who's supposed to be priests? That's who you're supposed to be submitting to for a temporary period. And then the elder women of the church. That's who you're supposed to be with under. The priest and the elder women of the church. That's where the single women are supposed to go. Let's talk. But you're not supposed to be just, I'm just submitting to Christ by myself. You're not a nun. And there's a clock on that. And then you say, who's covering her? And the truthful answer, a real truthful Christian should have given me, she's uncovered. But you gotta make it to where there's nothing wrong with it. Well, I can't, I can't say that there's something wrong with a, a woman that, that is a Christian woman who's not actually recovered under a man's authority, so the angels. That's what you basically said to me. Guys, how many times have you done that with Christian women? Christian black women? Ask them a question that you know and you both know the answer to and they refuse to give it to you? Gentlemen, how many times have you asked a black Christian feminist an answer that you and her both know. And the buck that has caused us to uh, get into those hotels and have those uh, uh, meetings and caucuses and seminars and all the rest has come from the white community uh, without our knowledge sometimes, uh, without the knowledge of some of us. And so therefore the conference takes the uh, takes a tack that is totally different.
and and also splits us up too because of our ideologies. It makes us think about ourselves as being different. We're not. Uh, we've got a great deal to work with. We're gonna have one short remark from Ms. Burrell, and then we'll go to the next question. I think. I think one of the things that needs to be said, Tony, is the fact that political power and the ownership of capital seem somehow to be handmaidens. I think we agree. I think I've heard that about four times here. Well, if that's true, then uh, you decide which one of those comes first. I'm sure that you'd better have some money before before the political power comes. I think that's what the congressman talked about a little bit earlier. Little old ladies in tennis shoes that, that get 20,000 votes for a candidate don't, don't have access to it. But some guy that gave $20,000 does, and, and that's the difference. And it comes as a result of the ownership of business. And it, if, uh, if, uh, if we're talking about the ownership of capital, then, uh, then that gets to be important. And all capitalists don't have to own a little grocery store. I mean, there's a broad middle class in this country. They're not Catholics. Okay. Well, but they're they, not Catholics. They, they, they're not Catholics. Mr. Sutton said they could get it. They could get to see him. Okay. Thank you. May we have the next question, please? My name is. The main reason the European can't leave it alone because. He did not create it. Why would he come from Europe during the latter part of the Ice Age and create something in Egypt and go back and live under the Ice Age 2,000 years before he built a European shoe? Come on, make, let, let's, let's be real now. Let's be real. Why, would, why are they so generous to other people? when they're not generous to themselves. You're from the feudalism, you're from the slavery, whites enslaving whites. And, and, and you study the condition of the European woman doing feudalism. Thank you. She never had any rights in it, but the soul. Dr. Bernal? Of course it's part of, uh, of Africa, and I don't think anybody on this panel would disagree with that. Um, All right, I just thought I would read this because some of you may think I was making it up. It's from Newsweek magazine from February the 19th, 1996. It's George Will writing in Newsweek titled The Last Word, and the headline is Intellectual Segregation, Afrocentrism's Many Myths Constitute Condescension, he says, George Will of all people, toward African Americans. It begins, in 1993, Dr. Yosef A. God damn it, you gonna play no, this record on your motherfucking TikTok. A dance oh, to it. Oh, Pyro. No, no, no. A dance to it. No, no. I got a TikTok crew that I got through my marketing guy, AJ, and my daughter. Hey, TikTok so, taking it to number one. I look, I look at yeah. my studio, it, it be a bunch of weird looking dudes. <laughs> 
But they TikTokers, so they going yeah. with the artists when they come out the booth. They take them over there to that little. Tick, light yeah, the light. Mm. I know what's going on, but I know something's going on. But you know we right? going viral. So shout out but to my daughter Devin for keeping that crap. But that's home. see, like you know how to play the industry game, and you're. I mean, you I've do it as well, but though. you're more about the community with, yeah, with I've been developing options and all. Like, and not to say there's one or the other, because you you getting money through the industry and you not trying to no build money. futures. <laughs> no, nah, but you're trying to build futures that kind of mean to me like they're like, both respectable. Like what I did, like like with me, right? I'm, I, I just had a major Zoom with my kids, right? The ones in college. My son was about to graduate. So my first class, since the groups I raised up, because what we do is in coaching, you get a kid, you get a group of kids, and you coach them all the way out. So I started my son's class at five, and now they're in college. One is at Reno, one is at UCLA, one is in the, in the U.S. Navy, That's success. one is at uh, um, Dixie State, yeah. and then we got the other ones just freelancing and doing stuff. So, and I was telling them. That's a dangerous situation, and so you burn off a lot of psychophysiological resources in anger. Um, if you're resentful, there's probably something you need to say. There's certainly something you need to figure out. And so you can, you can use it as a guide to further development. It's very much useful to, to aim at a resentment-free existence. And that means, I suppose, that you're taking up enough space. You know, you're not... There's always a struggle between your domain and the domain of other people. Everyone competes for everyone else's attention. Everyone competes for everyone else's time. You compete for your own time. And if you're resentful, it's highly probable that, well, as I said, either you're not standing up for yourself sufficiently or someone is legitimately on your case, in which case you, well, you need to do something about that or, you know, live with the consequences, which is very unpleasant. It's not optimal. Sometimes I suppose it's unavoidable, but, you know, generally there's something that can be done about it. Maybe you need a new job. Hmm. It's easy for people to think that they're better than they are. And it's not surprising that everybody wants to think that. I probably want to think that about me. So then you'll get angry about something. You know, maybe your partner puts you down. Oh, God, you got that boy and that girl and you ain't with the father and da-da-da-da-da and lock the goddamn doors so they can't leave and let them get that holy work as he's supposed to be saying. Instead of just telling them, I've been in church where I've seen married men in, in the potter's house looking at their wives, hear a different message than the husbands. We're like, what? I sat there and watched my marriage fall apart in front of me because I was like, my wife is seeing something different because it's their prosperity shit. 
Your life is your life. You're supposed to be happy. You're, so, you're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be that. And when marriages are falling apart left and right, eventually beats and jakes have to say, excuse me, oh, let me backtrack. Didn't know many of you women were actually invoking my name in your marriage and arguments with your husband. That ain't exactly what I meant. I was trying to get them ties to come in. I wasn't trying to put you in opposition to your headship. Let me back up. Too late. We need to bring shame back to the church. And supposed Christians... We volunteer to be Christians. No one makes us this. We volunteer. So, yes, this is why I told you, ma'am, you are wrong. You don't want to feel bad. Give a damn what you want to feel. That's feminist logic. They should feel bad. They should feel something. There should be pressure upon Christians to act like Christians. Fine love. Disagree sometimes. Yeah. You disagree damn near for everything I say. No, you would actually look smarter if you just said word and find a way to not argue those points so you find a space where you're comfortable. Like they, he has to come up with new strategies. So he thinks I'm trying to play him when I'm like, yo, you need a team of people around you. Yeah, and I would suggest you do the same thing. Uh, chances are I probably have that going on since I suggested it to you. And uh, two, you're still playing the same games. This is exactly why you need people around you to tell you you're dying in this motherfucker. Like, you need, like, someone shoot you a text. Hey, stop that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, don't, don't do that. Get out of that conversation as soon Nigga, did you just say, look how much years I ain't used the word Anunnaki? Have you said you willing to use the word Anunnaki? Have you just said the word Anunnaki is fake because it comes from a fake language that white people made up? Have you just said, well, you don't even care about the people that made that language in the first place that's using Anunnaki because they was also wrong, but you used the word Anunnaki based on people's conception? Did you just say all of that? <laughs> you said anything. Put that all together and you got somebody saying anything. Anything. He said everything anyone could possibly say, damn it. He took the he took my side, his side, and five other people. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, this is ugly. Yo, I hope you all enjoyed this. I know I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Uh I meant that is your purpose. Worry about your purpose. See, you want to win an intellectual battle. Your purpose is a man. That's it. And then this is that Western. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I deal with your purpose. See, what you're doing right now has nothing to do with Christianity or anything else. It is an ego battle. And a man's purpose is to follow God. This sounds like a child. This child is hard. It's like, it's like, 
Why are you questioning what my purpose is? Do your job. Don't worry about my job. Do your job. But no, black female Christian feminists want to tell you how to do your job. Like Eve tried to tell Adam, if we ain't following people, I don't know. I mean, boy, anyway. You, and what is a man, what is a man's purpose? What does it matter if you're a woman? What is your purpose? So that everyone. What is your what is understand. a woman's per, What is a woman's purpose? See, too many Western women, especially our black women, you're out of position. I, the Bible says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." So, as the woman is. Uh, the husband's leading the household. He's leading the woman and the children as he follows Christ. And that does not change what I accept. Egypt is near East. I accept Egypt is part of, physically part of Africa, created by the Africans even, from the South. Even if, even if you... Even if, even if I concede or admit or agree with you that Egypt is part of Africa, what I'm about to say... There will be order. Thank you. There will be order. Thank you very much. Do I do I detect some disagreement? <laughs> yeah. You my my point was going to be that the most recent scholarship about the genesis of the those two oral epics, the Iliad and the Odyssey points, in fact, in another direction to influence, and that is, in fact, the Hittite Empire, whose documents we can read very easily, and there may well be independent confirmation of the historicity of some form of a Trojan War in those documents. And so what I'm really asking is, why is it that we're just really looking in one direction when we're talking about the origins of Greek civilization. First Clark. Um, when Alexander entered Egypt, he wrote home. Except on Facebook, and then I seen him and I run into him. Be about Africa. I'm not sure the whole history around it, but it wasn't nothing but my people. The only Africans that was there was one selling stuff. You know what I mean? I'm, other than the ones selling stuff, it was only my people there, period. So when you say, why would we let anybody in, but we won't let the uh, little 14-year-old African boy in, we not letting nobody from another nation in. And to show you how it's... They, they don't care. Nobody cared when I wouldn't let the little white boy. When you asked me would I let the little white boy come in, he can't eat either. Nobody from another nation will ever sit down with me at an ISUBK event and enjoy a festival 
because that's not what we're supposed to do. Because our people need that more than anybody else. So now, if a brother is a Christian, my mama could come. She's a Christian, a trustee in the goddamn church. And she could come, even though she believed in white Jesus. Now, when she come in there, well, I, I already try to teach her anyway, but as these people come in from these different walks of life, we try to educate them and give them their identity. How are you going to do that if you don't have some type of dialogue with them? But anybody from another nation is just not going to have it. And let me add this. Sarnetta would not put this part, and I understand why Sarnetta wouldn't put it up, because he don't want to be cut. In that same interview with that little African boy, body brother, yeah, you be doing on your thing yeah, over there on your channel. I'll be checking in. I'll be in the bushes. I'll be in the bushes, Sanchez. I'll be in the bushes watching you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, OG. You yeah. know, anytime you give me the call, I'm gonna be available. Yeah, no, no doubt. Make sure y'all go over there and check my brother Sanchez out, brother Sanchez. What's your channel, brother? At the uh, Bro know. Sanchez TV. You guys can just go to YouTube, put in Bro Sanchez TV. There you have it. Bro Sanchez TV. Peace to you, brother. Hey, brother. Uh, Peace, my All right, go ahead. Go ahead, polite. So, uh, peace to the brother of Sanchez, definitely peace to my brother. And what I wanted to express to the brother, first and foremost, I don't have to do, Christians believe in Jesus Christ. I'm saying, I don't believe that these people that are suggested to have existed, actually existed. I don't believe that. But what I do have the right is to appropriate science to mythos. And when it's art, you can be subjective. So that when someone asks me, why do I do something in particular? In my interpolation of the events that were communicated, I say subjectively, that's what it means and represents to me. I didn't say that's what it needs to mean and represent to other people. When something is art, is subjective, and we got the right, uh, we got the right to appropriate science out of mythos. PDL, uh, um, UBN. So I had to so watch. So those are all different organizations within, within prison. prison. Yeah, prison. Who, 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 prison who are lobbying for bodies. Mm. So when I got to to my first prison after the reception center, they meet you at the door. Wow. You know what I mean? Like either you falling with this, you falling with that, or you gonna stand on your own. Now if your set is big enough, for well, you ain't got to deal with that. Right. So ninety percent of the smaller sets who come in so falling right. under something. Right, right. You know, I'm like that. So this is what we call prison politics. Right, yeah. right. You got CCO, Blue Note. You got, this is the crip side of the mm -hmm. prison games. You got BLUBN, which is Bloodline United Blood Nation, which is the blood side of the prison game. These are prison games. Yeah, right? yeah. Which are different from the outside games. Totally and they, different. And right. they also, like, so is it safe to say that the prison games dictate to the gangs outside on the on the only street. on a small on level, small level, okay. and depending on what voices 
Yeah. Speaking. Because, speaking from yeah. inside. Yeah. Because my idea for that is because they say, like, the big homies, especially the solid ones, like, are usually bro. the ones that are locked up. Who are still ultimately sometimes calling shots. On I the never, streets. like, I never, I never, I never fell no, up under the square. No, that's true, though. They do have yeah. influence on I really? never, I never fell up under the square. Really? I didn't, well, I as didn't, we know. I didn't fall up. I got some homies that did, but I just kind of like, I you was You seem like you always did your own Nah, thing. because this is where I saw it, bro. We didn't did all the we did. We already who we are by the time we get there, right? Right. And we was talking on this show, and we have videos together, like plenty of videos with us. What are you talking about? We always link yeah, up. Bro. I'm a gentleman, so I'm not going to tell people what your business was, but damn, bro, you kept disappearing. Bro, once and after a while, I just quit on it. Don't do it. Don't do it, bro. Don't start, man. Hey, you've been drinking too much. Uh -oh. You're you drinking too much. Uh-oh. Partying too much. Uh-oh. Partying. Mike is working. Hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, let me get this phone call off. Hold on. Oh, shit, boss. Hold on. Um, give me two. opened up a can, man. Yeah, give me two seconds. I'm gonna um, go give me some more water real quick. Hurry up, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. I got you. Man, y'all in for a treat. Brother Polite, I want to let you know. You hear me, Polite? You got to turn it down in the background. Somebody got their join up. Uh, I hear. I, hold on. I can't hear you on this. Damn it, Mike. Audio. Testing one, two, one, two, one, Yo. two. Mike, audio. Oh, shit. You got to go out and come back in. This shit is about to get turned up. Barshir about to really get body bagged. Interesting. Okay. But, um, yeah, at the very end of the night, I'm sliding off down the block. So, so number one, why would you hang out in the projects? Why, why, why would a middle class kid in New Rochelle go and hang out in the projects? Because that's where my... That's where my friends is at. That's where my people is at. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Point blank. And because it was live, like, you know what I mean? It was fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, just everything that I was about was there. You know what I mean? Girls. Fucking weed. My dudes, liquor, hip hop, liquor, the gods, you know what I mean? All of that. Cigarettes. Everything. Everything. Everything that I would want to indulge in was there. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, what did your parents think about you hanging out on the projects? Do they know, number one? Yeah, they knew. Um, you know... I'm not too sure what they was thinking, like, you know what I mean? So they never told you don't go over there?
Well, they just always like, be careful. Nah, but they never was telling, they never could tell me nothing, really. Like, I was the, the oldest, you know. My pops, Ben, was telling me from a young age to hold down the fort. And, and you the man of the house and all of this type of shit. Bible itself. I could not find my people in a book that's supposed to be about all mankind 